Hello there. Hey, Billy. How's it going? All right so far. By yourself. Pretty good. Good. Why is this voice changing? What's going on here? Oh, you know. Puberty. Oh, wow. That, wait, what? <laughs> uh, no, I am actually was... I'm over at, at Damon's house right now uh, for some very exciting times. He, he said he, he didn't want to be an official guest on tonight because he, he has to spend some time with his boys, his, his animal boys. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's all good. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, anyways, um, yeah, we had a good day today. Should uh, we do the intro? And... Yeah, let's do the intro. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you want to edit it in again, but uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> you had a pretty fun time. I am in Washington right now, so very exciting. Our my my good friend Zach Mills, who is also one of Billy's friends, uh, he is returning home from serving a full-time mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, he'll be back on February 9th. So in one, two days, Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. Is he going to be in Port Angeles? Yes, he will be ret- making a return to Port Angeles. My goodness, we, we got to do something. We gotta do something great. Yeah, there might be a potential uh, episode here, so that will be pretty exciting. He did serve a Spanish-speaking mission, so he might he might have some trouble speaking English. You know, um, speaking Spanish for two years straight. Uh, well, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, I don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe for all our multilingual viewers, then that'll help. Or I guess bilingual. <laughs> I'm not the best with lingles. It's yeah, no. You're I think you're correct, Billy. I mean bilingual, yeah, you got two two languages down, but uh and multi would be multi Yeah, yeah. So anyone any any language we could have a Spanish special. <laughs> <laughs> uh Billy, I I wanted to just talk a little bit. I have some exciting stories. Um I have some exciting topics, but Billy, I wanted to see if there was anything that you wanted to talk about first. Uh, I don't really have anything, like, first. I'm sure I could think of something to talk about. But uh, if you want to go first and tell some of your cool stories, by all means. Okay. So, first off, I want to get your opinion. So, today was the Super Bowl. Were you... Did you tune into that at all, Billy? Um, no, I didn't. I had actually spent uh, a little bit of a portion of that time it was on watching uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story for the first time. For the first time? Yeah, I, I never... Well, I, I watched some of it on Netflix, but it was only like the first few minutes, and then I got distracted and never came back to it. So today I decided to finally watch it since I uh, I wasn't interested in the Super Bowl at all. So I just uh, watched that instead. clapping now is that yeah i was figuring i was figuring that we could like enter in some applause sounds right there but 
I'm not sure how that all works. Um, Billy, I'm so excited. What did you think? I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, honestly. I didn't think it was bad by any means. I wouldn't necessarily rank it as one of my like favorite ones, but I, I enjoyed a lot of the funnier moments, and uh, I liked some of the cool moments involving uh, Darth Vader and such. The newer characters that hadn't been introduced prior than that, some of the cameo characters by other ones in the series, and I, I liked how they finally like gave an explanation for the uh, the Death Star thing in A New Hope, where I always thought it was really weird how Luke was able to just drop something in a Death Star and have it blow up, like, within <laughs> the movie he debuted in, where no one else could do it before. I thought that was pretty weird, and it still is, but at least there's a semi-plausible explanation for that, so that was, that was an interesting time, and I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to as well. Um, yeah, the, so far the only Star Wars movie I haven't seen is uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, which I plan on watching in a day or two. Yeah, it's a pretty good one for sure. I really liked how well um, Rogue One just tied into, you know, the rest of the canon Star Wars. Like, it was a really good, like, transitioning um, episode. I'm not sure if, if it's necessarily an episode, but uh, segment, so to say. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it leads into the into the well fourth episode, so it is still kind of important based on that. It's how the whole Death Star thing um, like shows how it will blow up, which is definitely an important part, especially to the fourth. Well, it's kind of weird saying the fourth episode and, like, fourth movie, considering it was the first one made, but I don't know. Right, yeah, but it's the fourth in chronological order of, uh, if we're looking at when, uh, the Star Wars timeline, not when they were released in movie-wise. Yeah, though technically in regards to movies specifically, I think that the uh, Star Wars, well, I'm sure the Clone Wars movie actually takes place in between two and three. So it's more like fifth, kinda, I think. Unless I'm getting something wrong, but I don't think I am. No, I mean, I think you're, I think you're right, yeah. And I don't know if the Star Wars... Okay, well, there are two Star Wars Clone Wars movies. There's Star Wars The Clone Wars movie. There's also Star Wars The Clone Wars series. And there's Star Wars Clone Wars movie. There are three different things. And they all have super similar titles. But I don't think that one is canon. The Star Wars Clone Wars ones. But the other Clone Wars ones are... But I'm I'm not sure how this works. I'm I'm just getting back into Star Wars after being out of it for so long. I'm trying to figure out how that all works. Yeah, there was quite a lot of uh, uh, shall we say canon in Star Wars. In fact, my cousin is is kind of an expert, so to say, in uh, finding a lot of really fun, cool. Um, Star Wars facts that you wouldn't necessarily think of. But I do actually have a couple of things I wanted to... A couple of fun stories in my travels that I wanted to get to, if you are okay with that, Billy. Yeah, did any of them happen to involve blowing up the Death Star, or was that not it? 
No, there was no blowing up in my travels, and thank goodness okay. for that. Okay, so, uh, you know what? This is kind of a send-it segment, if I'm being honest. So, for the first time in a very, very long time, we welcome back our send-it segment. Yay. Should we have a transition? I feel, I feel like we should. Send it! Whoa! Whoa, yeah, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so, basically, um, Friday, it was, so Friday the 5th, I woke up at 3.30 a.m., after only falling asleep at 2 a.m., so oh, wow. an hour and a half of sleep, yeah, I had a, a pretty fantastic, busy, but awesome week leading up to this so then friday i i woke up at 3 30 a.m drove to the shuttle um the uh, shuttle place took the shuttle to the las vegas mccarran airport unfortunately there was a crash and on the uh freeway and there it was a head-on collision and unfortunately both parties died um, which was really sad but we were we were sitting there like completely dead stopped for two hours and then um, thankfully I was able to make my flight but my my prayers go out to those families that that suffered from that crash and that, you know, passed away now. Yeah, but, I, I'm sure they're probably not listening to this, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry that they had died. I probably didn't know who they were, but still it's not ever a good thing to hear anything like that happening. Right, yeah. No, I, I know exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyways, after that, uh, we were able, I was able to get to the... Uh, Las Vegas McCarran Airport and um, after after arriving at at the airport I got there five minutes before my flight started loading oh nice yeah it was actually really convenient in the timing because I was able to sleep the whole time that I was on the shuttle was like gave me an extra three hours of sleep essentially uh or like four hours but um anyways i got to i got to our final uh to to the airport was able to get through security and get to my terminal and everything and it was perfect timing and uh flew without any any problems now here's the best part billy Flying with Frontier Airlines, I got my ticket for twenty-two dollars. Twenty-two dollars. Nice. So here's the only here's the only thing. I had to take a very specific flight. It was a morning flight. Didn't mind, you know, obviously. Uh, and I could only take one single backpack with me. So I just packed all my clothes and everything in there. I figured I didn't really need to bring much else than 
couple of changes of clothes and a toothbrush and toothpaste. And um, Eliza got me a uh, tongue scraper for Christmas, which I think I talked about before. Uh, Maybe, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's for uh, really good dental hygiene, I guess. So, her dad's a dentist, but uh, that's besides the point. Um, so able to fit all of my belongings into that one backpack and then flying for $22 here's something that has never happened to me before I also didn't get to choose my seat and normally I sit further in the back but this time they sat me they just ran in the seat I got the very very front most people I was in seat 4C and there was one person in like my row that was sitting like next to me and then another person that was like to my right on the other side of the row like the other side of the aisle so i only paid 22 dollars, and when like normally it would have cost like an extra 50 dollars on top of my ticket so it would have been 70 dollars. but i only paid 22 dollars for this so i'm sitting here just like wow what a blessed day like how awesome is this so i take my flight you know everything goes smoothly we land and i just was looking out the window i was like wow how beautiful i just forgot how beautiful washington is and how much i just took it for granted the pacific northwest you know so anyways we get we get that figured out land and uh i just admire that beauty then we're able to fly to um or not fly i here's the interesting part for me and this is where it becomes ascendant segment is i have never like i've always had my own mode of transportation whether it be a bike a car, a longboard, where either someone's picking me up or I've paid for a direct route shuttle or something where I'm not like kind of stranded or having to figure out things. So this was really fun for me. I got on a light rail, the light rail all the way to University Street or something, and then took uh, a public transit bus to another bus stop where I got off and um, got onto another bus and then I got onto the ferry and then um, and then Damon picked me up from the ferry terminal on on the other side of the ferry terminal but I got to ride the first bus was a double decker bus which was so cool uh, it was just basically a two-story bus, and I had never stepped foot on one. I thought it was so fun. I sat, of course, on the second layer, the top tier, and I was like, what? This is awesome. Just listening to my audiobook the whole time um, while I was on the plane as well. And um, upon landing, I... Well, I guess getting off the first bus, uh, it doesn't really need to say landing. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I exchanged onto another bus that was a not two story but like a two length bus so it was like two times as long which was pretty cool and uh, I sat in the first one and I didn't really care to sit in the back of the bus but um, yeah it was it was it was fun and then I forgot how much I enjoyed riding the ferries it's such a Washington I just feel like it's the most Washington thing you can do is to to get on the ferry and ride it you know and you see all these beautiful sights but I just feel like it's so uh, it's like a steeple Washington thing you know but uh, yeah so I kind of conquered some I conquered the unknown for myself of, of figuring out um, what routes to take and what times and all that fun stuff I it was really easy I used the uh, Orca card um, which essentially it's just it's for ferries buses light rails public transportation and you just scan it but it's uh, you can fill it up you know it's not you, you can put like $20 you can put whatever amount you want but I put $20 on there and then um, it, that got me through my whole my whole uh, travel expense which was awesome it was uh, super inexpensive and super easy to do but uh, thankfully I had Google um, route out everything for me and uh, yeah it was it was a pretty fun pretty fun trip uh, stressful I had not eaten anything that whole time except for I had some Ricola uh, cough drops in my backpack from who, who knows how long ago do you just have those normally or did you like have an issue with coughing before no I mean like from when I had issues with coughing I think it was from like when I had COVID back in June oh that was a while ago yeah so they've been sitting there and uh, thankfully I was able to find a use for them in because you can't bring like water uh, into the airport and like the water fountains weren't working and so I was like hmm so I was just pretty much thirsty and so I just uh, and hungry so I just took I had like four or five of the cough drops and uh, those tied me over until about 3pm when I got to uh, meet up with Damon and then we went and got some food <laughs> nice yeah it was pretty pretty cool Crazy trip, crazy time, but uh, very, very fun. Yeah, well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and you enjoy being back here so far. I think we'll, uh, I think we'll have a pretty good time. I would like to think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I will say this: Damon's got a, so he's got a cat Mac, which I'm, I know that we've talked about for sure. But he also now has a dog, a puppy. His puppy's name is Hero, Golden Retriever. Literally the cutest name, cutest pup. He is adorable, and I absolutely love this dog. He uh, unfortunately had a seizure, like not mm, about a week ago. 
and so uh, he's doing a lot better now. But just just some something to to keep in mind to keep in your prayers or whatever if you do pray. Um, to just uh, remember his his dog and and uh, to have that go out to him. But uh, right, as of right now, he's doing a lot better. He's very healthy. He's he's eating a lot more. He's he's playing around. He's acting like a puppy should. So it's been mostly good news. All right. Well, I hope it continues to be good and better, and he gets uh, better from that. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. Billy, have yes. you got any any uh, book club mentions? Uh, yes, I have one. I had uh, read or finished reading a couple days ago. Perfect. Would you like to do the book club segment? I don't see why not. Okay. All right. Book club. Book club. Yeah, we. So, um. The one that I had just finished reading a few days ago was one called The Last Wish, which is the first in the uh, story series uh, called The Witcher, as most people know it. Have you heard of that by any chance? I have, yeah. And they made a TV series, a, a, a video game series. Um, anyways, yeah, continue. Yeah, um, basically it started off as like a book series that uh, ended, I think, like 2018 or something, even though most of the books were uh, written like 1990s or something for the most part. Uh, And then they had like a a smaller television series and a movie called uh, The Hexer instead of The Witcher, which I haven't seen uh, or anything like that. Then there were some games made, uh, The Witcher uh, Enhanced Edition, The Witcher uh, Assassin of Kings, or uh, The Witcher 2 Assassin of Kings Enhanced Edition on computers, and the second one was on Xbox consoles. And the most recent one, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, has been known as like one of the best games of the past like decade, uh, just because of its really high quality. And I do want to talk about that when I finish, but I'm not done with that yet. I've put in like a little over 40 hours into it, and I'm still not done with it. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about that another time. And then there's also a Netflix series, which is mostly based on some of the stories from the first two books. Uh, basically, the first two ones are these like collection of short stories, like that all have uh, the main character Geralt of uh, Rivia in the main character uh, place. He's the place of the main character. I mean, I'm not speaking very clearly for whatever reason, but he's the main one there. And uh, what happens is he goes and, as a witcher, he takes takes jobs from people. And it's usually something like, I need you to kill this monster that is causing me or other people trouble. Or I need you to cure this character of a curse that has been on them for a while. Or something like that. And uh, there are some interesting things about it. Uh, It's this like fantasy kind of book uh, that despite it being like in the past has things that were never in like medieval times or anything like that before metal and like electricity and all that like there are characters who have magical powers and there are ones that can like 
look through time, I think. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. I'm trying to base what I know off of, um, like, the game and the book, which are not 100% in the same storyline exactly. But uh, basically, there are things that would never happen in reality with all sorts of, like, monsters that don't really exist. And I think that it's really cool and that there's a very specific, uh, like, one of the stories uh, gives a lot more detail to one of the, like, morals or, like, themes of the book, uh, basically being that uh, even though there are a whole bunch of, like, hideous or, like, threatening-looking monsters or characters that look like monsters, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are bad or harmful or anything like that, and that other humans, uh, depending on who they are, can be just as bad, if not worse, than people's perceptions of what they think of as monsters and i think that that's like a really cool thing that isn't uh like it's it's cool to see it in this kind of book where there are creatures that don't exist in the real world where it wouldn't make quite as much sense i don't think um i just feel like it's really well written for the most part it feels pretty investing um to see what happens i'm i like try to picture what happened in in the main witcher 3 wild hunt game that's because like that's the only way i can really visualize what's happening um i guess technically i could visualize it if i had watched the netflix series but uh, I hadn't watched that at the time and still haven't. But yeah, I think it's overall a very good time, and I, uh, I already have the second and third ones ordered, and they should be um, arriving in, like, tomorrow, I think, so I'll have to get started on those soon. Do you also... I know that this is a trend that you've done in the past, but do you also listen to them on audiobook as you read along? Uh, yes, that's how I do the vast majority of them. There are only a couple of them that I haven't done that for, um, like, I, I remember Final Fantasy XV, um, The Dawn of the Future, and Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3, Memory of Heroes, for example. I didn't do that because I couldn't find an audiobook, but for nearly all of them, I do listen to one at the same time. Very, very cool, Billy. You know, actually, your tactic in doing that is what inspired me and made me feel like I could contribute by listening to audiobooks, which oh, therefore... Yeah led me to being able to contribute to the dang to the dang book club because it was months I think it was about <laughs> two or three months right before I even contributed maybe more yeah in all fairness I uh, there are a couple things I need to do like in the reverse of that like I haven't done many um, uh, space fact of the day ones I know I did at least one of them before but uh but it's usually you doing that, so I'll have to look up a few of those instead of it just being you. <laughs> it's it's all right, Billy. I I enjoy uh, researching space, but yeah, for sure. If you want to, if you want to start doing some of those, there is no end to the amount of space facts. Well, there is an end. We haven't <laughs> found it yet. Yeah, so uh, maybe once we get to episode, like, 7,000, maybe we'll have stuff to, like, we'll run out, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely getting that far. <laughs> um, okay, I do have something to add to Book Club segment. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a pretty fun space fact. So, today, I... Um, have not fi- I haven't finished it, but I did start. I didn't start it today, rather. 
Um, today actually wasn't a very significant day at all in my reading, but um, as I was traveling, I got to listen a lot to the second book in the series uh, that I've been reading, The Stormlight Chronicles by Brandon Sanderson. So the second book is called Word of Words of Radiance. So good, Billy. I can't even tell you how much I have enjoyed listening to this audiobook. It's so addicting. Um, it's helped me to... It's kind of replaced TV for me. Um, I've found that I'm able to... Mostly just, you know, I'm able to listen to it on the go. You know, I don't have to be at home or staring at my phone. So I can be driving and listening to the audiobook. I can be walking in the store and listening to the audiobook. I don't have to be, you know, I can have my visuals up and still be able to kind of hear around me and yet be in a whole nother world, which is so cool. I love it so much. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you again for for um, making me feel comfortable listening to audiobooks and not feeling like it's cheating. <laughs> oh no, it's all good. I mean, I don't think it's cheating, really. I mean, I feel like um, as long as you're experiencing it in some form, whether or not it's an audiobook or a, like a PDF download or a physical book or something to the, that degree should count. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure like some other people might disagree with that, but uh, I don't really care because yeah, you're still experiencing the story and it's not like I have any authority to tell you like what is the correct way, really. Billy, I think that is one of the biggest realizations that you can come to as an adult. Well, as a, as a human being, really, because I think back to high school and I think back to middle school and how it seems like there were so many stigmas about what was, you know, to quote High School Musical, the status <laughs> quo, stick to the status quo. You can't go outside of what you're, you know, what you're supposed to do. So it's like, if you're a nerd, then you have to only be a nerd. You can't do anything else. If you're a, a student athlete, you can only be a student athlete. You can't do anything else. If you're a drama kid, you can only do drama and nothing else. And like, there's just so much of that stigma and you know everything has to be a certain way but it seems like as soon as you break out of high school you just kind of realize that it's so silly um, and especially more and more as time goes on you're like man why was I letting these other people tell me how to live my life I don't know if that was something you experienced Billy but certainly it was like for me it was a great realization of man nobody gets to tell me how to live my life like I just get I, I do it how I want to and that's so fantastic to, to, to come and find. Obviously, you should have some sort of moral um, compass to, to stick to. So you're not just going around and, uh, you know, killing people or anything. But <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, quite a bit bad. <laughs> yeah, or robbing banks. banks. Robbing banks is also kind of a bad thing. Or people. Don't rob people. Or tax evasion. Yeah, don't... don't... <laughs> But if you're a chick monk, you do not deserve rights. So. No, absolutely not. No, you have <laughs> nothing to live for if you're a chipmunk. 
<laughs> unless you're like, uh, unless you're Alvin and those other two losers, then uh, then I suppose you could. Yeah, you could potentially have rights. I still, I think that they shouldn't have rights. Just oh, absolutely not. No, no rights. Just they might live up something. Oh right, yeah, they might be able to. Like, <laughs> for those listeners who are completely lost, please refer to "Do Alvin and the Chipmunks Deserve Rights?" Episode forty or whatever it was. I don't know. Uh, okay, right. Billy, are you so ready for this space fact of the day? I don't see why I wouldn't be. Okay, I am so excited for this. Here we go. Space fact. Yeah. Um, okay. So exciting. As I was watching today, the Super Bowl, um, I saw this advertisement and it was for civilians, you know, private citizens to go to space. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Apparently, apparently, this, uh, this spacecraft, once, once approved, by uh, NASA and the um, Federal Aviation Association um, will be able to take private citizens to space. So anyone can go to space. Like, how cool is that? Um, Essentially what's going to happen is you'll launch into low Earth orbit and uh, the International Space Station in a Boeing-designed Starliner spacecraft on top of an Atlas V rocket. Um, you'll be obviously not piloting yourselves, but... Oh, riding... man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll be riding alongside professional astronauts and uh, learning from them. Um We'll be able to visit the International Space Station and see Earth from a perspective that less than 600 people have ever experienced. Less than 600 people. So they're actually trying to... They're actually trying to get this launched, I believe, this year. I think that's... They're really trying to get it... Get it going... Um, this year. Interestingly enough, though, the company that is um, that's trying to do this, Space Adventures, um, it's a space tourism company. And do you have any guesses as to when it might have been founded? Um, no, but I'm going to guess... 1976. Oh, you were very close in the 1900s. Would you like a decade? Um, sure. Okay, so it's going to be in the 1990s. Okay, I was uh, 20-something years off. 1996. Oh, very close. It's going to be 1998. Um, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, because you think about you know, 1998. Who who was really like 
trying to go to space. I feel like that's a very modernistic goal for people to, like, just a normal citizen to be like, all right, I want to go to space now. (laughs) Um, But uh, this company, American Space Adventures Incorporated, was founded in 1998 by Eric C. Anderson. Um, Its offerings included zero-gravity atmospheric flights, orbital space flights, and other space flight-related experiences, including cosmonaut training, spacewalk training, and launch tours. Um, Its headquarters is in Vienna, Virginia. Um, We should head over there just to, uh, like, properly learn how to do a spacewalk. Yeah, like just should. just for the podcast, we totally uh, should, Billy. They'll be like, "Excuse me, uh, sir, Wilford Somers. Why exactly are you here?" Well, you see, I have a podcast, and I need to learn how to do a spacewalk for it. We already have fifty something episodes, but I don't think I'm good at it yet. <laughs> uh, Billy, would would you use your narration voice for it? <laughs> yes, I'll use that exact voice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, so this is Space Adventures was actually able to in order to make this a possibility was able to um, uh, sign a deal with SpaceX so they're going to be flying with SpaceX technology Um, pretty interesting pretty interesting stuff very exciting um I think the only other time where civilians were on a rocket um, was back in um, it was a while ago yeah I think I I want to say it was in the 60s um but unfortunately, the rocket um, had a failure and um, blew up. And there was a uh, one of the passengers was a high school teacher. Um, she um, she had um, yeah. So it was the Challenger and she had uh, I think she was the only the only civilian on there but uh, very sad very unfortunate Um, hopefully that doesn't happen though I I hope not I think that they have been able to regulate enough launches and landings so that it won't be a huge problem or concern. I think that SpaceX has done a good enough job to make certain that this is not going to be a problem. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I guess guess we'll find out. Um, Pretty exciting stuff. But, uh, Billy, have you got anything else you want to add? Uh, to this episode? Not that I can really think of, no. Okay, cool. Uh, I 
do realize that I forgot to give a moral of the story to my my send it segment. So, oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. I'll go ahead and do that now. I think that the moral that I got out of it was uh, if you're afraid. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, Billy. I was pretty anxious and, like, nervous the whole time because I was just, like, even though I had Google and all these technologies, I was, like, am I getting on the right bus? Am I going to end up somewhere I don't even know? Like, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But, um, yeah, it turned out just fine, and uh, I'm really grateful that I had the experience, but I guess the don't let your fears stop you. You just gotta keep moving forward. You gotta put one foot in front of the other and uh, it'll all work out. Yeah, how I usually deal with those situations personally is I will assume that things will go well and then if by some reason it doesn't, uh, I don't really panic exactly, but I just have this realization of well, this isn't going very well, and then <laughs> it eventually sorts itself out. So I guess my moral of this is uh, it's just basically don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> yeah, that works. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think that uh, one of my favorite sayings that I actually got from the Way of Kings is it's called Journey Before Destination. And basically what it means is that the journey we take is more important than the destination we reach you know you get more from the journey than you know the actual destination itself it's more fulfilling more uh, you learn more you gain more experience from the journey and I think it's that way too with with uh, you think about video games where you know, you have this this end goal, this sort of checkpoint that you you have to reach. But in order to do that, you have to go through other things, and you have to go on this journey, this hero's journey, and you have to level up and gain XP and unlock certain items in order to complete your quest. And so, it's not necessarily the completion. It's it's the journey. It's that that what you gain from that journey. And then once you reach it, you'll realize that the princess is in another castle. <laughs> Being guarded by a bigger turtle. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, Billy, have you got anything else you want to add to that? No, I think we can probably end it here. Awesome. Well, with that, this is Ben and Billy signing off. Thank you.